Like Call It What You Want, which we know is your favorite podcast about the beautiful game, Viore is committed to delivering a great experience for everyone, which is highlighted by their new perspective on performance apparel. Everything is designed to work out in, but doesn't look or feel like it. In fact, I'm rocking their Stratotech polo right now, along with their Sunday performance jogger pants, so I can be business on top when I'm on camera, but super comfortable on the bottom. And it's just the best. Fiori gear is incredibly versatile, and it can be used for just about any activity. Running, training, swimming, lounging around, hosting podcasts, doing errands, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. And for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash call it. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash call it. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Jeff Kassar's favorite podcast in soccer we trust. I'm Jimmy, cream cheese, trash can, Conradino Conrad, also known as Jim. I'm here with the heartbreak kid, Hollywood Heath Pearson, not Charlie Davies, to the surprise of absolutely no one. And we're talking about the League's Cup final. There were 47 teams, Heath. We're now down to two. The game was in Nashville. Nashville was there. And Nashville lost in penalties. Some epic penalties, but Inter-Miami and Leo Messi are the champions of the first ever tournament. And... I know I've seen some friends out there. They're like, ah, oh, this tournament's rigged. It's not rigged, dude. Messi's just really good. <laughs> yeah, he is really good. It's it's like ridiculously good. Um, yeah, but having said that, like, I, I and Nashville were in a position uh, a number of times to to win that game. Um, they were. As, were as were Miami. You know, like they they what what I like just generally, I guess to get a little bit straight into just at least the initial thoughts was just that even in the 80th minute that had some like non-championship level uh intensity I mean like you know final games are usually cagey and especially as yeah, you little, get towards the end tense. they yeah. get a little more tense where teams like kind of go well you know we can potentially get 30 more minutes out of this right but it had that it was the first time this uh and the knockarounds had it but it was, it was the first time i remember in this tournament where as it got closer both teams ramped it up looking to get a win in regulation because of the idea that like a penalty is is, is a crapshoot right like there there's or penalty uh, penalty kicks is, is a crapshoot as to who could win. It had that level of intensity all the way to the end, which I really, really liked. Um, and honestly, 
one of my favorite finals in in quite some time, just in terms of the quality, the intensity, the the intentions of both teams trying to play. You saw sort of like it was like a real boxing match where both teams were landing and, blows and punching. You know, I think what I liked too was that there was two distinct styles. Right, Gary Smith and Nashville. By the way, we should probably add that the game ended 1-1. Leo Messi scored about 23 minutes in, and then right after halftime, Nashville scored on a set-piece. And I should mention that Nashville scored more set-piece goals, non-penalty set-piece goals, in Leeds Cup than anybody else. And Inter-Miami were the worst team in giving up non-penalty set-piece goals. So it all kind of played out the way that it should. But I did like that there was two distinct styles and how comfortable Nashville is without the ball. When I looked at a lot of their, their games throughout the whole tournament, they didn't have a lot of possession. We're talking in the 30 to 40% range, and yeah. we're very comfortable without it. And we've always known Gary Smith to be a you know good defensive coach, but the attacking side was always, I don't want to say lacking, but but that was like the final piece. And then when you had Mukhtar into the, the equation, who's a, such a good player. I said it before in the preview show. Anytime I watch him play, I always come away being more impressed with the little things that he does and how comfortable he is. And, and, and there's so much responsibility on his shoulders to drive that team forward. And he's like, yeah, I got it. No problem. And I love being on teams with those types of players and obviously watching those, those as well. But fantastic tournament all the way through. Obviously, the addition of Messi leveled up. And I don't know if Messi actually improved this stat. But I thought this was pretty crazy. In the League's Cup, he's averaging a goal every 53 minutes. And he scored again today. Another one. He hit the post in the second half. I mean, the guy is just unreal. But uh, I actually thought Nashville did a pretty good job on him, all things considered. But yet he still found a way to hit the back of the net. Yeah. And then, yeah, off, off that post shot, just another one where it's like, I, I actually think, you know, there was a time, and not to go down the Ronaldo Messi route, but re remember when oh, Ronaldo started? It helps us for search yeah. engine optimization. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember at, at a certain point, Ronaldo's, Ronaldo's game just quickly evolved, right? He just recognized, like, I cannot put this load on my body anymore i need to become a killer right like and and like my efficiency's got to go up and then all of a sudden he became this like dominant threat in the box all the time where he just didn't waste chances he was like automatic but it wasn't so much about like setting up his own goals it's about getting into the good spots having good players around him like Messi seems to have that now where it was like there were moments where nashville for long periods kept him somewhat neutral right and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just the flow of the game did that. And then he pops up in one moment and almost bangs that second one. You're just like, man, you cannot sleep for a second because that was against the 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 the, the flow of the game. And then and then almost got, you know, Nashville almost lost in that moment. Having said that, the other way, similarly, Nashville had those types of chances. But again, I just I, I really respect both these teams because they came out and played. And again, my art my my complaint about League's Cup in the group stages was that teams could play really poorly and get to the 70th minute and know that they're 20 minutes away from a flip of a coin, right? If they could just right. survive and you saw right. teams really, I don't want to say uh, like kind of batting down the hatches, but they kind of saw that like, if we don't give up too much and then this game, both teams went after it. Like they were trying to win. Both teams showed everything. And you talked about Hani Mukhtar and just his gaming, his willingness to be like, okay, yeah, I'm up for this. Is, mm -hmm. It was just spectacular. And you just saw, again, the speed of the passing, the movement, even under pressure, the quality of decisions that I don't often see in MLS, at least in tight moments as the games get spread out and you get later in matches and it gets a little sloppy and you're in the middle of summer and all these things. There was not one of those stereotypical things that came into that game. And I was just, yeah, overall, just as a neutral, super entertained with that. And like, what a way to, 
to cap that off if, if, if you're the League's Cup trying to look at the future and saying we're going to add more teams or we're going to change a bunch of things like to have that be a final like that's a that's a gold standard for a final at least you know compared to other finals in other leagues oh, for sure and I think what's cool is that this is the first major final for both of these clubs and both of them originated or at least got uh, their MLS status <laughs> a little stamp that says we're an MLS team now during the pandemic. And so they've come a long way in a short period of time. And another thing I wanted to add to this, because I know some people have been dismissing the League's Cup, but when you get into this part of the tournament and we have two MLS teams in the final, this is what we want, right? We want to create big moments where play our players, if we're looking at this from a 10,000-foot view, we want our players to be under as much pressure as possible, right? That's why people knock the MLS. It doesn't have promotion relegation. It doesn't have something to fight for every weekend or whatever it may be. Well, this gave these two particular clubs and even the teams in the semis and potentially the quarters, like there's something on this. There's some juice. And that's what may be lacking with, with some MLS games. And so I love that this exists. And to your, to your statement, which I, which I agree with, both of these teams went for it. There was no conservatism, conservatism to, to their approach outside of what Nashville already does, which is sit back and kind of absorb. And we saw Philadelphia try to do that. And it did not work against uh, Miami. But I did want to say this about Messi. But it worked I, against, it did work against Monterey the way that they, Philly came out the way that we saw Philly. And they smacked Monterey today, by the way, um, in that third place right. game. Yeah, they scored 30 seconds into that game. So you got to love uh, them being a little bit pissed off about how they played against yeah. Inter Miami. There's one thing I did want to say. I tweeted this out and I wanted to get your thoughts because I know you played against Messi as well. And, and, when you see it firsthand and you're that close, you just, you really marvel at how special the guy is. But, but when I watch him play now, I've never seen anyone, this is what I tweeted, consistently take advantage of creating an inch of space and then turning that space into goals and assists. I mean, the guy is, it was kind of a broken play when, when the goal that he scored, it somehow falls to his feet. Walker Zimmerman does the right thing as a defender. He goes to close him down. Messi anticipates that that's coming because he's a genius and gets just a little bit of a gap from him and then the, the, the second defender that's coming and then curls it into the top corner. It's just, it's unreal how, how good this guy is. And I'm glad that there are going to be some casual fans that'll be able to witness these little nuances and subtleties as to what makes him special and how that elevates the whole performance. Because I'm not sure this League's Cup final would have been the same if he wasn't playing for Inter-Miami, you know? Oh, no, I think I think this changed the whole uh, trajectory of this competition, like just one, because it gave us something to to wrap our head around. Right. Imagine if this didn't exist and he came straight into the league. Right. And the points that they're in now, I still think it's going to be a hard, a hard sell for them to, to, to get out of, to get into a playoff spot. Right. Because the unbalanced schedule makes it really hard because every game that you're not participating in is essentially a, a potential for a six point swing, right? Uh, against another right. team in your conference. When you play other conference teams, then there's a little bit of a, of, of a wash to that. But when you play most of your games in your conference, it's a really unbalanced way that it, it's, it's hard to catch up at a certain point. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. it's going to be hard. And if that had been the case, we would have judged that based on this like big thing that we're pulling together, but to have him come in in this like seven game sprint where there was an, an outcome that could rally the general fans, rally all of us for or against Lionel Messi saying there's no way or there's no way that the, the he's going to go that far. Or the the leagues, you know, the players suck. Or all the all the narratives everybody has sort of sunk their teeth into um, has made this a like you could you again, it's cheesy and, and, and cliche, but you couldn't write 
something like this, you know, to, to have it start that right. way. Um, right. with the competition being the first thing that he was in and them going on to win it and his performance is getting better and hit the players on the team magically becoming better. Um, young players improving, like all those kinds, kinds of things I just think is really cool. It is really cool. And what I find interesting about your statement about how he come into the league and the fact you think they're going to struggle to get into the playoffs, according to Caesars Sportsbook, I don't know if you saw this, Heath, despite being the worst team in all of MLS, Inter-Miami have the second shortest odds to win MLS Cup at plus 550. Five to one. That's better odds than every single team in MLS except for FC Cincinnati. And that is the team with the most points. They have 51. Inter-Miami have 18 points. And they have to finish a ninth or better, right, to qualify mm -hmm. for the MLS playoffs. They are 12 points behind, to your point, they're 12 points behind a conference foe in D.C. United who have 30. Now, Inter-Miami and D.C. United have already played twice this season. United won that and got a draw in the other one. So they're not going to play each other to finish the season, which, to your point about those six-point swings, won't happen. So it just makes it even harder for them. And yet the bookies in Vegas, mm -hmm. they think these suckers are going to go on and win the I mean, that is some confidence. In it could have been. Seeing. Hey, they, it could have been a great swing for them if they played Charlotte, who they just pumped in the League's Cup quarterfinal. Absolutely pumped them. But that game got postponed now. I'm not sure when that one is again because they've got the Open Cup on Wednesday. I mean, this is a team, by the way, that could go out with three, three, three trophies. Uh, you know, uh, this this year if they were to if they were to figure it out, League's Cup, Open Cup, and uh, and then um, and then the the league if they were able uh, yeah, then to the go on to do. I mean, it's, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. But they've only got one Western Conference opponent. That's uh, LAFC at home. I'm I I don't know how I'm going to get to that game. Um, but I'm I'm going to try. Uh, but they've got the rest are are all I think if I'm looking at this correctly all Western uh, Eastern Conference opponents and and a lot of those teams that are that are sitting above them so it's going to be tough. It's I mean, if, be they, tough if they if they continue to play I mean they've scored what 22 goals in seven League Cups games I mean if they yeah can, but it, I just I just think it's a different thing in the league Jimmy like I get a team it. happy I get to it. take a it. point like a team's happy to to take you at the 60th minute. In the yeah, still in September, back. October, and just sit back. No, I get it. Shut I the whole it. thing down. Like seven games of Messi, great, but you need Messi now for for the final. What is it? Uh, uh, I guess one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, thir thirteen games, league games. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. it looks like. Um, like that's a that's a oh, no, uh, twelve league games. Uh, they if, can, I mean, to, what are they? They have a twelve point gap. Yeah, twelve. I don't know. Gap. It's it's and, and again, gonna, I only say that because the unbalanced, uh, uh, the unbalanced schedule is, is that like every time two teams happen, there's just this movement that like big movement that can happen because it's all happening within you know within the league. You lose a game, Inter Miami loses a game to a team that's above them in the table. That gap right. increases considerably, right? Sure. It's, it's like one team loses points, the other team gains points within that table. So I it, it, I just think it makes it really hard that he's going to have to be spectacular for. 10 of them, which we know he can because he just did it seven in a row. And by the way, seven <laughs> times in his career has he scored seven games in a row, uh, which I thought was a great, uh, a great bragging point uh, or, or a you can't you can't crap on us because he's crapped on. It. He, he's he's done it to everyone <laughs> yeah. type of thing, you know, the whole, <laughs> which I don't mind. Um, I yeah, don't mind crazy. that either. No, I think yeah. it gives context to yeah. it's just not MLS that he's dunking on. He's dunking on everybody. This was the 41st final in Leo Messi's career. And he has won yet another trophy in 
what is an incredible, probably the greatest of all, he has to be the greatest of all time, but the greatest, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Danny Alves is there. I guess that was my only hang up when I was chipping up over my words here. The Danny Alves has won a lot of trophies too, but mostly because Leo Messi <laughs> led him to a lot of those trophies. <laughs> uh, Messi also just got named as the best player of the tournament and he was a golden boot winner as the top scorer. Real no big surprise there. there. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because they have another game coming up here on Wednesday. And it's going to be on Paramount Plus, which is pretty awesome because it's the Open Cup semifinals. There are four teams left in that one, and we're excited to talk about it. It'll be in Cincinnati. It's Cincinnati hosting hosting Inter Miami. I think that's going to be a great game. And then the other semifinal, Houston Dynamo versus Real Salt Lake. And I believe, you can correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong here, Heath, if Inter Miami get past Cincinnati, they will host the final, which would be absolutely nuts. And so... Yeah, kind of curious to see how this all plays out. And both of those games are happening on Wednesday. We actually have a cool little ad that we're going to run right now. So we're going to take our first break of In Soccer. We trust when we come back, we'll just continue to break down this very exciting final for the League's Cup. Don't go anywhere. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Exactly right. Streaming live on the CBS Sports Golasso Network and Paramount Plus, the U.S. Open Cup returns with two mouth-watering semifinals. The Inter-Miami juggernaut led by Mr. Leo Messi looks to keep their winning streak alive against a pretty rested FC Cincinnati side. I wonder how that's going to play into things. Before Houston Dynamo and Real Salt Lake fight it out for a final berth, the U.S. Open Cup happens Wednesday, August 23rd. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. Eastern. Streaming live again on the CBS Sports Golasso Network and Paramount Plus. And that is going to be awesome. I look forward to those games. I'm going to be back, Heath, from Sydney, mm-hmm. Australia. So I'm going to settle in. I'm going to get some popcorn and some other drinks that I like. Maybe maybe some choice adult beverages. And I'm going to kick my feet up and watch both of those semifinals. It should be good. That's totally fair. I like I like the uh, I like the idea of doing that. By the way, we we I was uh, we were working on that that asset you just put up, uh, trying to figure out who should be the other player that goes on um, on a thumbnail next to Leo Messi. Um, it should be well, if it's, if it's Cincinnati, you got to go with Lucio Acosta, no? Yeah, but that wasn't Lucio Acosta. Well, I mean, you could, Brandon Vasquez could have a yeah. I that was Vasquez. It. That was Vasquez was on. Vasquez. Vasquez on thing, but the, the the argument was Lucio Acosta, Brandon Vasquez. That's really good, Jimmy. You're uh, elite level marketer, you know. Thank you very uh, much. But you know, uh, you know, yeah, you know, had, you know had, I like. We are clarifying to 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 some people as in the discussion because you know someone goes like, "Well, why not just put like blow up Messi's face?" And you're like, "Well, we would love to, but that's just there's, <laughs> there's like rules to to the way that you could do that type of thing." But yeah, no, um, yeah, you got to balance it know, out a little bit. But it's one of the. Uh, but I mean, if you're Brandon Vasquez, you're like, dude, I'm on the same thumbnail. Like, I'm I'm putting that on my wall as well. I that that would be behind me right now with all my other vanity things that I've got uh, different printouts of my haircuts. You know, it'd be <laughs> just be me in a in a poster with Messi no, that somebody created. 
I, I actually need to frame my tackle against Messi in the Copa yeah. America from 2000. Do you have it blown up? Do you have it printed? I don't. No, but I have it purchased. So I know that the photographer that took it. So now I just have to. Yeah. I want to get it professionally done. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like yeah, what you got going. I love that yeah. jersey. That Red Bulls jersey is sick behind you. It is. I, I I actually like. I've had it for a couple of weeks now, and. Each time we were going to do a show, I'm like, dude, I'm going to put this up. I'm going to put it up. And then, you know, the show, like, you get, you get down there, like, oh, dude, it's upstairs. I'll leave it. But yeah, then, like, now that I put it on, it's actually like, it looks really good on these colors in the back. It so does. I'm pretty happy with it. It's just a really, really cool, like, I, I love when, 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 you know, designs go, go outside the box um, and do something cool. It's, it's great. No, I, I think it was super smart. Yeah. I really like that one a lot. And with all due respect to NYCFC's Parks and Rec jersey, I think the Red Bulls won this one. In terms of yeah, the this third. is the 50 years of hip hop, but the Parks and Rec with with um with um only only NY um that brand is a cool brand too. Some cool cool collabs coming. No, out. there's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, the Bape, a lot of collabs the Bape one with Inter Miami, which I know is apparently going to sell out immediately or did already. I'm not even sure. <laughs> I'm feeling quite good that it probably sold out already. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about these Open Cup semifinals. How does Miami now take this momentum into it? Because as you mentioned before, they're going to be tired. And there's a lot of games. And now, though, obviously, they're going to, this is going to be front and center because it's an, another opportunity to potentially host the final and then another trophy. And now Messi's two games away from winning yet another trophy in this country. And he's only been here a month. So uh, fair play to the guy for, for making that happen. But uh, I wonder how Pat Noonan, the head coach of FC Cincinnati, how they're going to approach it. As much as they've had the rest, sometimes you lose a bit of that match sharpness that comes from playing every three, three or four weeks, days. Man. It'll be three weeks when they play that game, which, you know, they'll play. I, I was talking to Greg Vanny. He said they were doing inner squads. I was talking to. Um, yeah, inner squads can only do so much, though, dude. Yeah. I mean, for them, it was good because they brought in like five players during the window, you know, so it's like good integration and competition. And and same with with uh, with actually um, um, Pablo Mastroni, same thing, just, you know, challenging guys. But it's not the same. You know, it's not the same. And we saw that like that gap can be a great thing for a team that's battered and bruised and beaten and whatever, or it can be a really bad thing for a Cincinnati who had fantastic momentum going into the league's cup and then got knocked out in the round of 32. So, um, you know, you don't know what Cincinnati you're going to get, but you're definitely going to have fresh legs. It just might not be sharp legs, you know? Yeah, I guess, I guess then thinking about the comparison between the two, it's almost like Miami, knowing they're going to be tired a little later in the game, need to really get after it in the first mm -hmm. 20, 30 minutes, but they've actually been really good. They scored in five straight games in the first 15 minutes in the League's Cup. Uh, they've got four goals in the 15 to 30 minute mark, including tonight. And yeah, and actually they scored six goals in the last 15 minutes of League's Cup games as well. So yeah. They oh, by the way, Jimmy, I, 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 just, just, to, just to correct myself, uh, I don't know even how, know how, how I didn't even see this. Cincinnati play Columbus tomorrow. So like they'll have a that's, game. That's right. They have, they have a game. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> That's right. Without Unless he's back in action, and then they'll they'll it, play they'll play tomorrow. I, I was just thinking about that because all the LA games got postponed, so my brain was like shut off for this weekend. Yeah, no, like no, no. You're right. I'm glad you brought that up. And that's a that's a big game, right? You're going back game into for them. Yeah. a huge rivalry game. So I yeah, I think that'll help them a lot and and yeah. knock some of the rust off. But still, <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see how this game plays out. And and Miami's been so good off the top. I wonder if when you watch the Miami, they seem to get better and have gotten better throughout this tournament. Do you see any like glaring needs that they are going to have to address here, whether it's this season or moving forward, Heath? Honestly, I mean, it 
it is going to come down to if teams are smart, and there's not a lot of teams like Nashville, right, that, are, that have that level of comfort. But, like, if they play Houston in the final, like, Houston could, is down to, to grit and grind uh, in the right. Open Cup. But, like... Um, well, so is Salt Lake if you... If oh, so is Salt Lake, yeah. So, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Salt Lake could, so e- could be really Either good opponent too. in the final, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I I was... When I talked to Pablo Mastroni the other day, he, he, he was planning to make, I won't say the number, but a lot of changes between the weekend and the midweek. And he's like... And that's not because of whatever... Like we need points and and uh, we want to win our semifinal. But I've just got a lot of guys right now, and he's like, I'm to the point where like these guys are so motivated that I'm rotating and I'm getting success out of it, which is a pretty pretty crazy thing and an unpredictability for like Houston has no idea how Salt Lake is going to come out because they could come out with 18 different players right now. Um, but they they'd be up for the task uh, as well. I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that. Uh, this game played a lot into Nashville, even though they ended up ended up losing. But they did a lot of the things that neutralized Messi to just a few moments. Now, if Messi can do that, which we know he can, then you've got no – he's going to do what he's going to do, right? Right. And, and right. you got to find a way to get one back, either if they score first or or find a way to get a second goal. Um, but um, if teams are able to 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 be willing to to kind of be okay without the ball, make it really difficult – have the personnel to spring out on the counter, do those little things that can wear them down over time. Then, mm-hmm. then, you know, I think, I think they could do it. Cincinnati obviously is, 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 is also really good right now, but I don't know. No, I don't know. Well, let's talk a little bit about Nashville who I thought were pretty interesting throughout the league's cup because they had Colorado and Toluca in their group. They ended up losing to Toluca four three, but they got past Colorado and then Colorado lost to Toluca. So they got through not as the top mm-hmm. team. And then they take on and go to Cincinnati. They're up 1-0 in this one. They give up a goal, and then they go, They win in pens. They had 33% possession. I took all these notes because I thought it was really fascinating, their journey. And then they take on Club America. They're at home. They're up 1-0. Then they're down 2-1. They come back and make it 2-2. And then there was some you know questionable stuff going on with the pens, but whatever. They end up winning, and they go through. 39% possession. They play Minnesota next at home. They win 5-0, but it's a bit... Uh, it, it's only because that Minnesota got a red card in the 34th minute and they went on to, they didn't score any goals until the red card happened. And then they just kind of wore down Minnesota. And then they played Monterey. I actually thought they played pretty well against Monterey, but again, 38% possession, both goals in the second half. So it was pretty tight. And uh surge comes out and makes a difference. He's been a great signing for them. And then uh, I thought was interesting tonight was they give up the first goal. They fight back. They're very good on set pieces. They're currently though fourth in MLS or in the Eastern conference. Excuse me. They, they, Coming into this, on, 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 only in MLS league form, they'd lost five out of six. So so not the greatest, but I feel like this could be a catalyst, Heath, for them to kind of kick on and start to be more of a front runner and start to compete with the New England Revolutions and Philadelphia Unions and Cincinnati's who are above them right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are these are the things that that those times when you face adversity you win games and you haven't played well you somehow find yourself on the on the winning side of a game that could have gone either way you you lose in a final like this that can be pretty tough but it shows you just just the the margins of how close you are from right. being a really good team but also the margins that can humble you and pull you pull you backwards so when i when i think about the personnel that they've relied upon the number of guys they've gone to throughout throughout the uh, league's cup I mean, Nashville are coming out of this a way better team than when they went into it, for sure. Um, and and uh, 
with a lot more experience and probably belief in their ability to play a certain way and get results that way consistently. Uh, but also, but also have that, you know, there's just a little bit of that special sauce you get when, when you go through right. things as a group and as a team and it, granted, we know how deflated they probably feel right now. Um, but also believing that, man, we're, we're, we're maybe better than we even thought we were, um, to be honest. Yeah. I think the signing of surge has been great. He sc- scores a bunch of goals, finds himself in a good spot and, uh, good spots, I should say. And, and Mukhtar, you can already see a nice rapport between those two particular players. Their next two games are pretty interesting. They have to travel to Atlanta in a week's time. And then midweek, they go to Miami to take on Leo Messi and friends down in Fort Lauderdale. So that'll be uh, interesting two games coming out of this tournament to see how they perform, see if they've got any injuries that they're nursing. But yeah, it's it's uh, they have more away games and home games and they have to go to Philly as well. They have to they get the revs at home. They get Orlando City at home. They're going to be fine to make in the playoffs. But as we know, and as for everybody that follows MLS pretty closely, it's nice to be in a, in a rhythm and in in, in understanding your identity as you get into the playoffs so that you can continue that on. So it looks like maybe they had a little bit of their dip ahead of this tournament, Heath, and now they can get settled and go from there. But uh, you'd hope. Yeah, I mean, you'd hope. yeah, I mean, they it's it's they're going to be gutted. Obviously, they had fought back from one zero down and then to lose the penalties. And then your goalkeeper is the one that missed it. I feel really bad for him in particular. But Dude, uh, and I could, oh, I could feel it coming. There was just this like, yeah, this sounds he's bad. Like, this he's sounds like sounds, I'm only here to save penalties, not take this them. This sounds know? really bad. But when he got up and he had his arms out and he was just freezing before his approach, hey. it just looked like your buddy who like runs out on the field during the halftime of a youth game and is like, "Dude, let's do penalties," you know. And you're like, you see him approach it, and you're like, "Oh, that guy." does not take penalties very often. Uh, or your buddy who's like, that guy doesn't play yeah, soccer. Yeah. Um, you I, could actually, just, I actually I, thought I that with a couple of guys that kicked. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's missing for sure. And then they, they were buried at top corner. Were and I was like, all right. Banging. They were banging penalties. They were banging. Banging yeah. penalties for sure. Even, even Yedlin's, I was like, maybe, maybe not. Not really your goal score. Yeah. Boom. Slots it. You know, like they were tucked. Um, yeah. And then even Jordi Alba took his first ever professional penalty, which I think was kind of surprising to know that. And he buried his like no big deal. Know, it, it was it, it looked it was crazy how relaxed everybody seemed until that last one with the goalkeeper came in. And yeah, sucks, yeah, man. that's it sucks for him. But yeah, obviously, it's all a coin flip. Anyway. Well, even calendar when calendar approached it, I was like, obviously, he's a goalie. He's going to just go full power and he kept it he down. Did. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, there's that risk of like, you know, he went he went roof with power and you just never know with that kind of approach laces on it. Like what's going to happen with goalies. But yeah, congrats to them. It was it was it was yeah. just an amazing, amazing final. It was amazing final. It, it had amazing penalties. And I'm uh, very curious to see how the League's Cup evolves moving forward. Congratulations once again to Inter Miami winning their first ever trophy in club history. Congratulations to this guy named Leo Messi who came out of nowhere and uh, was the golden boot winner and the best player <laughs> of the tournaments. Also, as a programming update for everybody, uh, for our YouTube audience in particular, next week's shows will be coming to you live on Tuesday and Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. We're going back to the original time. I want to give a thanks to everybody in the in Soccer We Trust team for kind of accommodating my schedule so that I could be up at 6 a.m. And, and doing shows while I, hear, I was here in Sydney, Australia. And speaking of Sydney, Australia, the Women's World Cup final is kicking off here tonight. And uh, it's going to be a good one between Spain or England. First time there'll be a new winner. And I don't know how many. It's just so long since somebody else outside of the U.S. or Germany or Norway or Japan won this tournament. So that's going to be very exciting. And we encourage you to go check out our sister pod, Attacking Third. 
That'll be Sunday morning after the World Cup final. For the full recap, we got Lisa, Sandra, and Jordan. We'll unpack all the action on YouTube and, of course, the CBS Sports Galasso Network. So that's it. Thanks for hanging out with us today. On behalf of producer Des, producer Alex, I guess Chuck, of course, Hollywood Heath, and myself, mm-hmm. Trash Can, Cream Cheese, Conrad, New Conrad. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for your support. We and love we you all. See you next week. Later. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.